Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. All I ever wanted was a little love. I want true romance. It's true. Hello and welcome to True Romance. This is Carolina Barlow. This is Devin Leary. You guys, we thought The Bachelorette was going to be a one-off. We thought, let's record an episode on The Bachelorette. How hooked could we be? But then we met Gabby and her weird friend, Rachel, that she brings everywhere. And we just had to keep watching. We had to know what was next. I think that what sucks is that hometowns aren't this week. So much about this week's episode was about, okay, we know that hometowns is next. How crazy is that? Oh, my gosh. And Something I found interesting was the difference between men and women and that the women were both saying, you know, I really I, I never want to meet a guy's family if I'm not serious, if I don't see a future there. And with the way guys think is more like, hey, here's my mom, by the way. Hey, say hi to my friend or you can come spend Christmas with me and my family for free. If not, no worries. Whereas girls are like, OK, I, I think that I'm ready to meet the parents. Have you brought anyone home? What does that look like? I really want to be courteous. What do I bring? It reminds me of how on on Married at First Sight, where the premise is literally like choosing to get married no matter who the person is. That's how badly <laughs> you want to get married. Still, the straight men on that show will go like the girl will be like, OK, so after decision day, like if we're still married and they'll be like, whoa, OK, I'm not thinking about after decision day right now. <laughs> literally, that's a conflict on this season is that a guy is like, Okay, I don't know. I don't really want to talk about like after decision day. Like, I'm not sure what I'm going to feel like then. Like, that's like a long time from now. And she's like, wait, but you chose to like marry me. And I thought like that meant permanent. And he's like, okay, crazy. You think we're married like for good? Um, also, I have to say that the reason why that these shows, The Bachelorette is less interesting than The Bachelor, I realized because basically when logan spoiler alert later in the episode gets covid it's kind of like whoa this is like a horror movie like they're all trapped on a boat and one of them has like an infectious disease and like how did he get it and how's it going to spread and then i realized that fear is really what 
what launches all of our worst behaviors. Like we all become mm. our worst selves when we're afraid. It's true. But the men aren't afraid because like for women, it's just much higher stakes. Like it's like it's so much harder for a woman to find a guy who wants to get engaged to them. And so that's what's at stake for them. So they are like terrified. So they're like, you know what? Um, she's a fucking bitch. She's crazy. You know what? Like, and then they'll just, you know, put it all out there and go into their worst selves mode, which is the best thing for us to watch. And the men aren't scared at all. Like, they're like, all right, well, I guess if she doesn't want to meet my mom, like, I'll just go on Hinge and I could be engaged by next month if I wanted to. So that's fine. Um, so they're all just kind of like, where's Logan? Oh, I don't know. But I, I guess do like no they care ceremony. about each other. They do care about each other enough that one guy asks nameless host, faceless host. Can you just tell me he's OK? I was like, it, <laughs> wait, I, who said that? I didn't even notice that. One of the guys was like, can you tell me if he's all right? And he's like, he's OK. <laughs> but the way the host says it is he says that he doesn't even tell the guys that Logan has COVID. He sounds there's been a situation with Logan and he's not able to be here. Yeah, why can't and it's they like, just say? Do you know what COVID is? It's basically a cold now. If you're vaccinated, it's like they're saying it's well. I mean, I've had it. It was horrible. It was like a cold or a flu, <laughs> but it's like it's basically like okay, he has the flu, like he can't come. And the way they bring it up is like, um, Gabby, I sorry to interrupt, but can I come into your room right now? Like, I need to talk to you. It's a fucking crisis. Can I tell you that I had to pause it there? I literally had to pause it there because someone was coming over to my office for lunch. So I paused it there thinking, I can't wait to dig in. Oh, what did that piece of shit do? I have a yep. lunch. I run back to my computer to finish it. So excited to find out he has COVID. I was like, are you serious? This this yeah. really merited a knock on the door, a, like a hotel suite moment. It really did, I guess, in their terms. But to double back, yes, this is we're again stuck on the cruise with six people. It does feel post-apocalyptic. It does feel not exciting, more harrowing and depressing. And um, I'm still grateful for the presence of Gabby. When the host asks uh, Gabby and Rachel how they feel about hometowns, Gabby goes nauseous. I think that Gabby cares too much. I think you might be right. I, I honestly think that she is. I say this with love, like ditzy enough to really believe that this show could work. The Hannah Browns of this world know that like they're on for their career. Yeah. Dancing with the stars. So this is the thing that's tough. Like this is a filler episode and they're just trying to get us to to hometowns, obviously. And the thing about hometowns that I can't wait for is that it becomes like a TLC show where you're like going to the middle of America. Yes. And like seeing these weird fucked up families. <laughs> Remember in Tasha's season when they all had to come to La Quinta and they were all whoever, <laughs> whoever set the temperature in these hotels, set the temperature to like 98 degrees. So that all the families were sitting in these hotel suites, sweating like crazy, drenched in sweat. These poor old men and women just drenched in sweat. I'm jealous of them because I currently have to work in an office where I'm freezing at all times and it's horrible. And I'm like, please turn this down. Please, please, please. But no one listens to me. Nobody listened to me. So we did find out that Nate and Gabby broke up. And Gabby did dump Nate, which as soon as I saw that Nate had the date card, I thought this isn't good. This is not good. This is when she's going to break up with him. And I do think it's funny that she keeps saying I'm not ready to be a mom. I'm like, you're not going to be one, babe. Like, you're going to be dating a guy who has a daughter but uh, i guess a lot of people think that way i just 
hope that she stays strong because they have that emotional breakup. It's so heartbreaking. I, I as cried. We, as we both have experienced in the presence of one another, like that thing when, when you have to tell someone something and it's so scary that you just immediately start crying. Like she's like, um, so I just wanted to talk to you about something. Like I've been there so many times, but then he handles it really well. And he's like, you're so sweet. Like you're the sweetest person who ever gets to like be chosen by you. I hope they are, I feel chosen by you and I hope they treat. And you're like, oh my God, he's amazing. And then afterwards she said something like, the way he handled it made me think maybe I regretted my decision. Gabs. Hey, Gabs. Put your good ear towards us and take a listen. When I say don't fall for the trap of, well, he handled the breakup so well that maybe I should actually take the breakup back. Maybe this isn't a common scenario, but to me it is where you're like, no, oh, it is. It he handled is. it well. So like, never mind. Maybe that is the person I meant to be with. Because you get like that taste of being alone where you're like, yes. okay, now I'm single and now I have to think about like an app. And then you like remember that one man in the world actually did handle rejection well. And you think like, wait, is he my soulmate? So I don't want her to fall for that trap, even though I do like Nate. It just it's a slippery slope. I do have to say that women have come out saying that Nate cheated on him, dated both of them at the same time. One of them said that they did for a year and a half and he kept his kid a secret from them and she found it on TV and she basically said that she doesn't want to affect his future, but she thinks it's important for her to try and prevent other girls from being blindsided by his secrecies. So like those are pretty, I wouldn't say allegations. It's much more just like he doesn't sound amazing. Someone on Instagram commented on his account and said something about like a leopard not changing his spots. And he was like, good thing I'm a human being which I thought was a good line, but I was also thinking, okay, so yeah, you, you might've presented yourself some way different and listen, no one wants the romantic history dredged up. I feel like people have shit. Well, on if me. you don't, then don't go on a TV show about romance. How about that's true. That's true. How about, how, how about? about that? Yeah. I think one thing I think is so funny is when watching this, everyone on reality TV period speaks in superlatives. Like she is the kindest, most sweetest, or like watching the Jersey Shore, it's Sammy talking about. I'm watching old Jersey Shore and Sammy the sweetest talking bitch about you'll ever meet. Sweetest bitch you'll ever meet. But Sammy's also talking about Wow when they're in a fight. She's like, she's disgusting. I don't even want to look at her. I can't even look at her. Like they all speak in these absolutes. But when Nate was talking about his daughter, like I love her more than anything. And to Gabby, he was like, "You're the sweetest girl I've ever met." I was like, "Who is it, Gabby or your daughter? Who is the sweetest girl you've ever met?" I just yeah. don't trust people when they talk like that. It makes me so weirded out even though i do want to be the sweetest girl someone's ever met i do too i want to be the sweetest bitch you'll ever meet no one's ever called me that no but you know what though carol mm? i don't even think that that's a compliment i think that's like what people say when they can't think of anything else they say like you're sweet or nice like i think you're right so i think that actually shows that nate was not as genuine as we thought because he's just saying like oh she's so nice like really you couldn't think of anything else to say I mean, he said all those details about like how she crossed her legs and like leaned in and stuff. But I no. guess the bar is always low. No. Listen, the bar is always low. I want true Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy winning comedy series. 
you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Speaking of the bar being low, Rachel, famously the one who goes on the worst dates in Bachelor history from what I've seen. Rachel goes on a date with Zach. She initiates the state by walking in a field and saying, I am going on a once in a lifetime. This is a bucket list date. So in my head, I'm thinking like, oh my God, they're probably going skydiving or something. Maybe they're going on a hot air balloon. And they're going tulip picking. Tulip picking. To look at flowers. They're going to look at flowers. They walk by some kids who are planted to give them lemonade at a lemonade stand. I thought it'd be funny if the kids poisoned them. It was giving B-roll from the rehearsal vibes where it was like, wait, <laughs> yes. there's like these child actors here, but they're just in this odd scenario, like talking about things that like actually kind of mean nothing, but also are sort of disturbing about humankind. But also I did some research and by research, I mean, <laughs> I put some thoughts together in my brain that suddenly uh-huh. made sense, which were that she chooses the dates because last episode I was like, wait, why does she always get the worst dates? But now I'm like, Wait, she like chooses this because Gabby obviously chose the BDSM thing. So it's like was so, great. So Rachel Which was, was like, I want to look at flowers and like take pictures in clogs like and buy lemonade. It's all it's all created too. that's the other thing. Like you said, like, why are there actors? Why are there child actors? Like, why isn't it a genuine experience? Anything that she does. What if they asked for money for their lemonade? We're like, no, seriously. And they were like, we don't have any ABC One Lettuce. And they're like, okay, then no lemonade. 
I also realized that at this point in my life, I do need to have sex soon. And I know that because these two fucking nerds, Rachel and Zach, are in a hot tub and are like turning me on. I was like, I like this is a problem. Like I need to get out there. This is the thing. You actually don't need to get out there. Take it from someone who's been out. (laughs) Wait, but I did. I didn't even tell you this. I was texting with the hottest guy the other night. Let me tell you how he did it right, though. I want to tell you how he did it right. Okay. We match on Raya. He immediately DMs me and he DMs me a like short paragraph. And it's like, hey, Carolina, you seem like hot, funny and like cool. I don't really go on this app that often. I would love to hang out with you. Here's my number if you want to text me. Okay. And so I was like, okay, cool. I don't know. For whatever reason, it gave me this thing where I didn't have to answer to what's up. I actually got what his impression was of me. But he just called me beautiful over and over again. And at dinner the other night, a friend of mine said, my fetish is being adored. Totally. And I was like, I need to get on that. I know. I, I'm like totally meaning I've never experienced that, but that sounds awesome. But I'm like, if you looked at my behavior, it would seem that my fetish is going after people who are like one eye on me, like one eye on like anything else, whether yep. it be another girl or like alcohol or anything wait so first of all i think you do obviously need to go on a date with this person second of all until you go on a date with this person i have something you need a vibrator can i tell them the truth about you yeah sure true romance listeners this is something that will rock you to your core and that is that carolina barlow has never owned a vibrator or used one i guess you'd never use one because you don't borrow them from other people so how did that come to pass i don't know why i really don't i just have never had trouble in that area and it's actually funny watching this episode of the bachelorette because for instance Gabby takes all of her guys on a BDSM date and it's insane. Like they literally walk in a room and there's a woman with a huge real whip. And the funniest part about it is that it gave me insight into how I'm, I wouldn't say too open, but very open because she's asking the guys questions, this dominatrix woman on behalf of Gabby. And she's like, she asked one of them, like, have, do you give head? And the guy's like, oh, what? Um, I think gonna talk later to gabby about that i was like that's actually a red flag on that one exactly she asks another guy like does he how often he masturbates and literally if it was me on anything i would be like um i don't know it depends like three times a week maybe like if, if i'm having a crazy week like maybe every night but like that hasn't really happened for a while but yeah, I, I, it's just like not something I've had trouble like trouble with. And I was always worried that like sex isn't going to be as good as what I experienced with my vibrator. So that's fine. It's still good. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that's the that's the truth of the world. And then that's fine. Like, that's just the way it is. And you know what? It's not better. It's just different. It's just like when you use a vibrator, you don't have the effect of like a person being there who you're attracted to and like that being what turns you on and feeling connected to them. So it will never compare in that way. And there won't be as many places. Like I always am like, I wish there was like a person here who could do other things to me in different areas of my body while this is happening. Kiss me on the lips. (laughs) It's just different. I wish someone kissed me on the fucking lips right now. You know what I mean? 
No, but it's just different. But also, you just can't live your life like this anymore. You just can't. Oh, right. You might be right. You Especially be right. when you're single, because it's like that feeling that you have. But meanwhile, now I'm thinking, OK, that feeling that you had while watching Rachel in the hot tub with Zach. And then I'm imagining you doing using your vibrator to that. <laughs> I'm not going to do that for that. That's upsetting. I I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> it's so funny because honestly, if this show is real, they'd be if you they're in Amsterdam, they're not going to pick tulips. They're going to be eating pot brownies and wander around without a map, having plans to go to a museum, but not making it to one and having lunch at a random place because they didn't settle on a place to go eat beforehand. Yeah, and I don't smoke weed anymore, but getting high with someone and not getting grossed out by them or hating them is how, you know, like that something could be serious. Okay. The amount of times in college when I would smoke weed and then look at whoever, which whichever guy I was dating and be like, I hate him. That happens to me without drugs. That's true. It's so funny because then Zach and Rachel sit down for dinner that night and they literally repeat. They're like, today, oh my God, today, bucket list. Bucket list. They said bucket list so many times. I was like, I've seen the movie with Robert De Niro and Morgan <laughs> Freeman and they did way cooler stuff than this. So. Maybe they watched that movie and they're talking about it. They're like, oh, remember when then afterwards we watched bucket list? Bucket list. <laughs> if that was the date, like if someone, if a bachelorette was like, okay, so tonight we're going to actually watch the movie Bucket List starring all these gray patriarchs of Hollywood, I would say, wow, I love this bachelorette. It's funny too, because then Zach sort of does what all the guys on the season have been doing where he's like, hey, um, so I went through a breakup about a year ago and it wasn't so good on my mental health. And basically is like, I was not good. And he said he was 75 pounds heavier, which to me honestly didn't seem that heavy. Like, I know he, he said 85, skinny. but still, I know but I was still, like, wait, that wasn't even bad. First of I was all, like, second I bet you of look all, really good. <laughs> second of all, like, I just can't I can't tell if Zach is like secretly hiding that he's a terrible person or if he's just awkward. Like, that's what I don't I think. He's I guess with, no, I think he's a nerd. I think he's a nerd. I think they're both like, nerds. They built up so much what he was going to say. And then he's like, I was overweight. I'm like, what? But I did appreciate Rachel asking the question that we all need to learn how to ask, speaking mostly for myself when dating men. He says, so like, you know, that was really hard for me. And I had to like learn how to grow through that. And she goes, OK, so so what did you do? Like, how did you grow? Because I feel like this is a thing I've experienced in relationships where like a man is like, and then I overcame that. And I'm like, in what way did you look at yourself at all? Did you self-reflect at all? Did you look in the mirror and ask yourself, why how did is I get here? my girlfriend crying all the time and does it have anything to do with me no then i'm not sure what has been occurring so she says like what did you do and he says you went to therapy but i will say like it just wasn't ringing super trans i'm like i feel like he just started going to like barry's boot camp and now he's like okay i'm <laughs> fine like and maybe he is fine but i just wasn't like blown away but she's like thank you so much for sharing this with me like i'm honored and then a string quartet starts and he goes Oh, no, what? no Wait, way. What? And no I'm like, way. Yeah, obviously that's what's happening. That's actually a budget version of what they normally get, which is like some <laughs> random D-list country, country star. Singer. Like Kelsey Ballerina or whatever is like singing in the corner <laughs> and they're like, Ballerina. oh my God. Wait, isn't she wasn't she didn't she sing on Southern Charm? She did, and then she <laughs> then she won an auction. She bit she on Craig in an auction. She, she literally won Craig in an auction for five thousand dollars. Shep got so upset that he like freaked out and was like, "Craig's a piece of shit. He lies about taking a bar <laughs> exam. I fucking hate him." And you're like, that "Wait, you're so actually funny. forty. 
The crazy thing, <laughs> the crazy thing here is that you're 40. I love Shep so much. He's so pathetic. The crazy thing here him. is that Judd Apatow's This Is 40 should have been about <laughs> Chef on Shep. a yacht crying because he didn't get auctioned by Kelsey Ballerini. <laughs> Kelsey Ballerina. I just love like Kelsey Ballerini's mom coming up with that name. Being like, Kelsey Ballerini. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds it sounds Greek. It sounds exotic. <laughs> it sounds French. So it's so funny because Rachel, when she's talking to Zach about therapy, I thought she was like, how'd you do it? I thought she was like, how did you lose the weight? Like, what are your secrets? Tell me That's everything. your eating disorder. Babe, that's your eating disorder. That's Ed. <laughs> that's your eating disorder. I just think it's funny, though, this season, all of these guys are like, I went to the psych ward. Hope that's cool. And the girls have to be kind of like, yeah, no, I feel that way sometimes too. I'm like, <laughs> what happened? I know the last guy who said that, like, he just offered no like input on like if he's keeping up. I any feel like shit he's... about myself all the time. I think was what he said. I am all depressed. I feel horrible all, like this all the time, and it's everything is terrible all the time. And she's like, "Hope that's cool." Okay, but then he was like, "I'm like, did you feel that terrible?" If you can really let loose that much in your BDSM day, I don't think you're depressed. <laughs> like uh, if a guy, if you can let that Susie depressed... whip you, this is a fact that psychiatrists say. They say if you can let Susie <laughs> whip you and ask you if you've ever given a woman oral sex, then you're not depressed. It's so funny because they won't answer any of these questions. They won't say like, how much do I masturbate? Have I ever done this? Have I ever gone down? Whatever. But then on their talking heads, obviously the producer's like, okay, we're going to whip you and act like crazy and like act like you're riding the whip and they'll do anything for these producers. I was like, the Bachelor producers are going to be looked back on as like the Stanford prison experiment for what they put these people through. They really are. They really are. And like our children are going to be like, it's going to be the same thing as like descendants of Nazis being like, I can't believe you just watched (laughs) and you did nothing. And we're like, (laughs) our our children are going to be like, Mom, I can't believe you watched. I'm going to be like, everyone was watching. It was just what we were doing back then. We were watching, okay? I can't believe you watched Avon have to carry a cheese thing over his <laughs> okay. shoulders and his shoulder was hurting and you did nothing. And I'm like, not only did I do nothing, I watched it twice with my <laughs> jeans unzipped because my stomach was full of tacos, kids. <laughs> so- That's your mom, kids. Hope you like inheriting this trauma, kids, because that's your mom. I want you. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. So Rachel comes up with another bucket list date where she takes them all to this tiny town that makes cheese. It could have been literally like a star's hollow from Gilmore Girls. And they all do what looks like a normal um, exercise where they put yokes on the guys and make them carry wheels of cheese and continually. Is that the word for that wooden thing? Yoke? Yeah. Like a yoke, like what you put on cattle to like pull a carriage. Who the fuck knows that term? Um, I would like to shame me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard that term, but now I know it's a yoke. So the guys, of course, are doing that weird thing that I hate, which they do on The Bachelor, where they'll be like, yes, I'll carry this cheese because I'll do anything for Rachel. Like carrying this cheese is hard, but I'll make it look easy if to get one second in Rachel's arms. It's just all ludicrous. And I feel bad for one of the guys who's like, I'm um, very lactose intolerant. So I will be feeling this later. But Rachel loves cheese, so I love cheese. I was like, that's not how that works. You're setting yourself up for failure. I think that guy, Ethan, who I didn't know existed until this episode, I love when that happens when at this point in The Bachelor or The Bachelorette where like they're like, and here's Joe, like a consultant from Texas. And you're like, wait, this guy's been here this whole time. Like he actually made it through. But that was Ethan. But basically, I think Ethan and I have a lot in common, one being a disease um also known oh, as allergy. food intolerance. And um, also that we both have insecure attachment style, meaning we make the other person's mm. life, our life, too quickly. But I was disturbed by how this show suddenly became Survivor. And as some of you know, I watched Survivor as recently as many months ago. I started watching the series Survivor and I'd never watched it before. And I was struck by like how inhumane it is. Like I was like, wait, I mean, I know people sign up for it, but it is like inhumane. And a lot of times I'm like, wait, they're just trying to like fuck with these people as much as possible. That's what this date was. This is literally a challenge in Survivor where you have to like stand holding something up and whoever can stand the longest gets like donuts when they're starving. Like that's (laughs) basically what Survivor is. I would I would join in that game. Not even if I was hungry. I would do that right now. No, Caroline, you have to stand for like 14 hours holding something to eat just to eat like one donut. Like, oh, I could go at donuts. So why is why is Rachel doing this? Like, I don't I don't really understand it. Also, it was weird. Like, normally I'm staunchly pro when the bachelorette makes the men take their shirts off because it's like objectifying men but it was kind of weird that she was like okay take off your shirts and now like do this incredibly painful grueling activity while i just watch and like wipe sweat off your forehead with my hand which isn't even absorbent 
it was very strange. And and when the guys won, you were in there. She was like, oh, my God, you won to Tino. I was like, won what? Carrying cheese? What she is that? She talked like baby talk to. She's like, you did so good. You did so good. I was like, Ew. it's very, very strange. I mean, I feel for her because the more insecure she is, the more annoying she is. And that's one of those chicken or the egg situations. So I, I do feel for Rachel. Uh, and then Ethan fully passes out on the ground and she's like, oh, that's sort of her voice to me. Oh, she's really? like, I'm here. I'll take care of you. I was like, how are you going to take care of him? Like, do you have Gatorade? Do you have anything necessary? She's just like looking at him. One of the guys is like, uh, my um, I, I got scratched up and you see like one Band-Aid on his wrist. Yeah, he's like, I have he's pus. Like, but Rachel, a kiss from Rachel made it all better. He's very but childish. I mean, I'm kind of rooting for that guy. I forget his name, but he's, <laughs> I know me too. I know he, exactly. What you he mean. won the the challenge, or no? He won the no. Group he date. won the rose. He won. He yeah. He won the group date, and so Tino is obviously the front runner. Listen, Tino is so hot. I can't even like. I really? Yeah, I think he's. I so don't think hot. he's hot at all. Oh my god, you're crazy. I'm he's, not attracted to him. I think his chin is so pointy and his what? hair is bad. He's like Gaston hot, meaning like I, I'm not usually into him, but like like uh, I don't know if I want to date Tino, but I know like I would totally go home with Tino. You wouldn't go home with Tino? I mean, I would, but I've gone home with a lot of unattractive people. <laughs> <laughs> so I think Tino's really hot, but Tino's obviously playing this as a game. Like when he's telling Rachel, oh my gosh, you're so amazing, etc. He literally says in his talking head right after that, like, I killed it. I'm like bringing it home. I'm killing it. I was like this. You see, he sounds like he's on F boy Island. And so I'm sensing red flags. And from the episodes to come, I'm sensing red flags. But the guys already said in this episode, the, pre- the preview for that is so crazy. How Tino's dad looks like he hates her. Yeah. Like the, th- the fact that this is a thing that like Tino's dad hates the women that he dates, like, his last girlfriend he confesses his dad really didn't like her and then she's like oh i'm kind of nervous and then the preview is that like the dad makes her feel so bad that she like wishes she could leave i'm like i've never heard of like a father being overprotective of his son towards women like it's very strange but i'm kind of fascinated by that honestly if a parent is mean to me which they should never be and i don't think (laughs) they ever have been i'm out of that house lickety spit that is weird. That also just speaks to like, do you have a problem with me or with women or with your right. son? What's what is it? What's happening? Why is his chin so pointy? Did you make oh, his chin that way? All I that. like his chin. I like Tino, but sexually only like when his little, the shorter version of himself gets the group date rose and Tino, Tino looks at him and goes, congratulations. <laughs> and then walks away, storms away, and then is swearing at a producer. Like, I'm just like, it's fucking killing me. Like, what is going on? He also it's- doesn't know the right words to use because his feelings are so ungenuine that he's just like saying random phrases. Like, I really thought I had it. And like, it's just like, you know, hard to just see that. Like, you're like, okay, what are you trying to say? It just really all goes back to your essay in, uh, the Amy Solomon collection notes from a bathroom line that I recommend everyone buying. But Devin wrote an essay called um, she's just not that into you. And it was all about how men can't deal with rejections. They lose it. And if a guy made out with me, said all these nice things to me and gave his group date roast to someone else, I'd be like, Oh, I wish it was me, but I would not be like, I don't understand what's happening. 
I would just be like, oh, that makes sense. That's like a thing I that suck. regularly happens. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Also, he said at one point, I just told her like that I think I'm falling in love with her. But thinking back, she didn't say that back to me. And I was like, you just realized that? Like, it couldn't be more obvious because it's at that awkward point where the conversations start happening where they say like, I'm falling in love with you and the other person can't say it back. Yeah. Because otherwise they'll be villainized for like saying they loved the person. So instead they just have to go like, oh, and kiss the person. I know. It's so nuts. So awkward. That's the universe we're living in. It is. I still think I should go on this show. We need someone like you. Like, I think Gabby is like almost like us. She's almost as smart and funny as us. Also, like, I just love how she can't resist a bit. Like, even when she's about to do... the like emotional breakup with nate she's she like starts laughing because he's walking towards her and she goes you're just doing a slow walk slow walk towards me and i was like wait you're still cracking jokes i love it she literally on her next group date she went come to mama (laughs) (laughs) she's the kind of girl that goes to see shrek with her female friends yeah totally she's like hey you guys shrek's out i really like it let's go see it yeah, she is like that. Well, there's no universe where we don't watch Hometowns next week and let you know what happens. We're obviously going to watch Hometowns. I will say for anyone else who's watching Married at First Sight, I my observation of the week is I'm starting to feel a little bit sus of Alexis and Justin because I really was rooting for them. And I loved how she was like, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. Like, I hate feeling feelings, but like, I like you, too. Like, that was so cute. And how he was obsessed with her from the beginning. But the most recent episode, when they start, like, talking shit about all the other couples immediately, like, they're like, that's weird that she said she doesn't want to hang out with him when she gets home from work and she just wants to watch TV. Like, that's weird. She just wants a roommate. She doesn't want a husband, whatever. Like, it's a little bit red flaggy that they're just pointing to other couples and what's wrong with them all the time because it makes me think like what's going on between the two of them. And also I think that Mitch of Kristen and Mitch is one of the worst men to ever wear a shark tooth necklace and a denim vest. (laughs) And that is saying a lot. Okay. Okay. And with that, we will catch you next time on True Romance. All I ever wanted was a little love. I want true romance. It's true. True romance. It's so romantic. Love me, baby. Don't Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. 
If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Do you love fashion? Do you love getting compliments on how well you're dressed? Are you always seeking the latest trends? Then we're talking to you. BostonProper.com is your fashion destination and the only place to go for all those nods, head turns, and new styles. No matter the day, season, or occasion, Boston Proper has what you're looking for. Sophisticated, confident clothing designed to flatter and get noticed. So visit BostonProper.com now and start creating your perfect wardrobe. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else.